I used to think that I could do anything I wanted to do if I wanted to do it badly enough. Until one day somebody said to me, Dan, I'd like to see you rub your stomach and pat your head at the same time. Now, I've been working on that for about 60 years. I hadn't accomplished it yet. But what you just heard is a gift of the Lord. Not only does Nell Bickley have the ability to play the piano, but she has the ability to sing. And we love her. And it's a joy to have her to be the pianist of this church. Please turn in your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter number 24. One of my favorite stories and passages of the Bible. The book of Genesis chapter number 24 verses 61 through 67. And Rebekah arose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came from the way of the well Lahoroi, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah and she became his wife. And he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after the death or after his mother's death. I want to talk to you this morning, endeavor to preach and teach From this passage, here comes a bride. Yes, here comes a bride. I want to give you an assignment. Uh, I hope you'll take this seriously and that you'll do it. I want you at your spare time, and if you don't have any spare time, create some. Devote it to reading the entire 24th chapter of Genesis slowly and clearly. It is absolutely a beautiful chapter. Read it slowly and clearly. Everybody loves a good wedding. Nobody loves a good divorce. There's a great wedding Almighty God is planning for the future. And it's going to take place in heaven when the Lord Jesus is married to His bride The church. Now you see this set forth in several places in your Bible. 
One particular place is Matthew chapter 22. Keep your place in Genesis, but go to Matthew chapter number 22. And look at verses 1 through 2. Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. God the Father is preparing a wedding for his son. Presented in this parable form. Look at verse number 14. Many are invited... And many are called to attend, but only a few are chosen and brought in. For many are called, but few are chosen. Look at verses 3 through 7 of that passage. The Bible says, He sent forth His servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. That's invitation number one. He sent his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatlings are killed, and all things are now ready to come unto the marriage. That's invitation number two to the same wedding. It describes those who are invited. They did not want to attend. It is that they could not. It is they would not. They did not have any desire to attend. And they were destroyed. Look at verses 9 through 10. The Bible says, Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as you shall find, bid to the marriage... So those servants went out of the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. Those were invited? No, they were gathered. The emphasis is on the word gathered. They just didn't get a verbal invitation. They grabbed hold of them and said, we're going to the wedding. And everybody went to the wedding in that particular situation. Now, in Revelation chapter 19, Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 through 9. The Bible says, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. We see the event consummated when the marriage supper of the Lamb takes place. Now that hasn't taken place yet, but it's going to happen and it's going to take place, not on this earth, but in the heavens of heavens. Yet before this can happen, before this wedding occurs, you've got to have a bride and you've got to have a bridegroom. 
The Lord Jesus is the bridegroom. But the bride has not yet been completed. She is being completed, but she's not quite ready. And this is vividly portrayed in the passage I read from Genesis chapter number 24. It's a rather lengthy chapter. There are many types of Christ presented in the Old Testament. I mentioned this to you in last Sunday's sermon. In the Old Testament, the Lord Jesus Christ was presented and preached in different types. For instance, the brazen serpent, as I mentioned last week, is a type. Moses was told to take a serpent of brass, put it on a pole and lift it up, And those people who had been bitten by snakes or by serpents, if they would look to that brazen serpent, they could be saved. He used the same illustration to Nicodemus. The Lord Jesus did in John chapter number 3. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. The manna that came down from heaven is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. took place in the Old Testament. But Christ himself in John chapter 6 said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. He that eateth of me shall never hunger again. And so there are many types. And we're dealing with typology here, but it's a real wedding that he's talking about. Isaac is a type of Christ. Isaac was the son of Abraham and Sarah. And he is a type He's not Jesus Christ. He is a type of Jesus Christ. If you were to read chapter 21 of Genesis, you would find that it deals with the miraculous birth of Isaac. When Abraham and Sarah were up in years, Abraham was about a hundred and Sarah was 90 years old and God said, Sarah is going to have a baby and she laughed at God as she stood behind the door in the tent and heard that proclamation. But you see, Isaac is a type of Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ had a miraculous conception, and he also had a miraculous birth. If you read chapter 22 of Jesus, uh, of Genesis, pardon me, it deals with the offering of Isaac on Mount Moriah. God told Abraham to take his only son atop Mount Moriah and offer him unto the Lord. And one of the statements that Isaac made to his father was, here's the wood and here's the fire, but where's the lamb? And the answer was, God will provide himself the lamb for the sacrifice. So as Isaac was laid to that cross atop Mount Moriah, the Lord Jesus Christ was put on the cross basically in the same location at Mount Calvary many, many years later. And when you get to chapter number 24... It deals with the selection of a bride for Isaac. Abraham comes a type of God, God the Father. The servant becomes a type of the Holy Spirit. Isaac is a type of Jesus Christ, the bridegroom, and Rebekah is a type of the bride, the church. Notice how all of this is so graphically set forth in Genesis chapter number 24. 
You have to back up a little bit from the latter passage that we read in Genesis because it's such a long chapter. Go back to chapter number 24, verses 1 through 4. Abraham was old, well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto the eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. And I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife to my son Isaac. Now, in type, church, in type, we see the Father sending out the Holy Spirit into a far country to seek out a bride for his son Isaac. One of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to seek out and bring a bride to Christ, who is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the servant that must secure or bring the bride. In that fourth verse, you shall go unto my country. You shall go to my kindred. And you, speaking to a type of the Holy Spirit, this servant, you will take a wife unto my son Isaac. It is the purpose of the Holy Spirit to bring the bride-to-be unto the groom the Lord Jesus Christ. You read more about the work of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. For instance, just jot the reference down. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, watch this, whom the Father will send in my name. It was the servant being sent by Father Abraham to secure a bride for his son Isaac. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit must come first. Why? Because when He has come, He will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. It is the Holy Spirit who comes to prepare the hearts of those who will become part of the bride. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it noteworthy that the servant is unnamed. Notice it says in verse number two, Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, doesn't tell you who he is. He is unnamed. With all probability, it may have been Eliezer. That was one of the servants that Abraham had, but he's not careful. He's very careful not to give out the name here. He said unto the eldest servant of the house. The role of the Holy Spirit is not to take preeminence. The excitement and the emphasis and the teachings are for the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
it becomes the role of the Holy Spirit to be not the predominant character in the church, my dear friends, but only to be the vessel that God uses to bring the bride unto Jesus Christ. His work is not to call attention to himself. It is to call attention to Isaac, his master's son. Notice that the selection shall be in the bloodline of Abraham, verses 3 through 4. I'll make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, but you are to go into my country, to my kindred, and you take a wife unto my son Isaac. The selection must be in the bloodline of Abraham. The Holy Spirit is not looking today for goats. He never has looked for a goat. But the Holy Spirit comes seeking the sheep because it's the sheep that will make up the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at Genesis chapter 24, verse number 10. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. And all for all, pardon me, for all the goods of the master were in his hand, that's in the hand of the servant, and he arose and went to Mesopotamia, which is another name for Babylonia, unto the city of Nahor. Notice the servant has access to all the goods of the master. Before he leaves on his trip to find this bride, Isaac father, Abraham, loads him down with the gifts that are necessary to persuade her to leave her home and to follow him to where Isaac will wait as her soon husband. The selection shall be in the bloodline. And the servant has access to all the goods of the master. Do you not read that in John chapter 16 verse 14? Speaking of the Holy Spirit, He shall glorify me, for He shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. And in that 24th chapter, verses 11 through 14, verses 11 through 14, And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. Let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And hereby shall I know that I have showed kindness unto my master. The servant would not rest nor eat until the bride was found. The Holy Spirit has not rested for the last 2,000 years. 
Why? Because he's been busy seeking out a bride for the bridegroom who is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he doesn't go everywhere and he doesn't get all the women of the land. He sends for one, a chosen one, an elected one, and only that one will be satisfactory to be brought in. Dear friends, it is by divine election and providence that the selection is to be made. No wonder the Apostle Paul said before the foundations of the world, God chose us. Before we were ever born, God singled us out for that purpose and for that reason. God had Rebecca already picked out and God had you already picked out. You say, well, I didn't know anything about it. That's because you were dead in trespasses and sin. But you got an infusion of the Holy Spirit of God. And you began to live. And the Holy Spirit began to tell you about this great, wonderful Savior up in heaven that's going to have a wedding. And he needs a bride. And he's going to have a bride. And the more he talks about the bridegroom, the more in love you fall with the Lord Jesus Christ. Makes you want to be where he is. Makes you want to know him and to be close to him. No one else would do. In the 16th verse of that 24th chapter of Genesis, it says this, And the damsel was very fair to look upon. Speaking of Rebekah, the damsel was very fair to look upon. She was a virgin. Neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. The bride is not to be defiled by the world. In 2 Corinthians 11.2, Paul said, I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, not to many husbands, but to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. And could you not turn to Ephesians chapter number 5 and read more graphically what that entails? In Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with verse number 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He's the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might do what? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with a washing of water by the word. That he might present it. Who's he talking about? The church. The bride of Christ. That he might present her to himself. A glorious church. Not having spot nor wrinkle nor any such thing. But that it should be holy and without blemish. The old-time evangelistic preacher Oliver Green used to say the church is in need of some washing and ironing.
Did you get it? That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot. What do you do with a spot? You wash it. Or wrinkle. What do you do with a wrinkle? You iron it. He said, we're behind in our washing and ironing in the church. Now, if you didn't get that, get the rest of your sleep today sometime, okay? What I'm saying, my dear friends, is the servant is sent for this Rebecca. And uh, what a message we have for our churches today and our pulpits today that... If there's one particular thing that stands out as proof of our salvation is that we're no longer living like the world and doing the things of the world because we belong to somebody else, the Lord Jesus Christ. In that same 24th chapter of Genesis verses 22 and 53, jumping over back to 24, Verses number 22 and 53. Verse 22 said, And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man, that is the servant, took a golden earring. Some of you ladies listen. The man took a golden earring, a half a shekel weight, and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold. He said, I'd just like to give you something from my master, Abraham and his son Isaac. And he gave her these beautiful bracelets and pieces of jewelry. In verse number 53 of that same chapter, it says this, And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. The servant gives Rebecca a foretaste. <laughs> a foretaste of what is in store for her when she meets Isaac. All of this gold and all of this silver and all of these jewels, all of the joys of our Christian experience in the church is but a foretaste of what glory will be like. I'm sure you must have thought about maybe times before in certain church services you were in, and the Lord touched your heart, and you felt His presence, and all of a sudden you felt a trickle of a tear falling out of your eye, and you thought, this is so good. This is so wonderful. And maybe the music director would stand and say, let's all sing, oh, how I love Jesus. And you couldn't sing it because you kind of choked a little bit in your throat. Those were the jewels of the Holy Spirit of God given to us that we might know how glorious and wonderful the bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ, will be. In that same 24th chapter, Verse number 31, verse number 31, the Bible says this, And he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord. This comes from Laban, the brother of Rebekah. He says, Come in, blessed of the Lord. 
The servant was standing at the door. No, don't stand there. Come in, blessed of the Lord. Wherefore should you stand without? For I have what? I've prepared the house and room for the camels. The servant comes into a prepared house. You know, the Lord speaking about the sower goes forth to sow seed, and some seed fell on hard, rocky soil, didn't produce anything. Some seed fell on thorny way soil, didn't produce anything. But then it said the seed fell on what? Good soil. And when it fell on good soil, it brought forth fruit. The servant comes into a prepared house. And whenever you come to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit of God moves into your heart. It's a prepared house. Repentance is necessary before the Lord comes in to take up His dwelling. As we further go through this Genesis 24, look at verses 33 through 38. There was set meat before him to eat. That is, before the servant. But he said, I will not eat until I've told mine Aaron. And he said, speak on. Why is the servant of Abraham in that home? And refusing to eat until he's given an opportunity to say why he's come. And so he was given permission. He said, I am Abraham's servant. Verse 34. And the Lord hath blessed my master greatly. He's become great. He hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old. And unto him hath he given all that he hath. Abraham turned over the whole thing to Isaac his son. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell, but thou shalt go into my father's house and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son. The servant gives Rebekah a foretaste of what it is for her to come with him to see and to meet Isaac. Now then, let's proceed a little bit further. You see, Bethel and Labian, Bethel was the mother of the lady, Rebecca, and you have Laban, his her brother. They're willing for Rebecca to go, but uh, they want her to stay about ten days longer before she leaves to go with the servant. Where do you read that from? Verses 54 through 56. 54 through 56. And as they did eat and drink, he and the men that were with him and tarried all night, and they rose up in the morning, and he said, Send me away unto my master. The servant now is ready to go. With, of course, Rebecca going with him. And her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days at least ten. That sounds like a mama, doesn't it? As a daughter. Well, it's all right for her to go. 
let's let her stay here just a little bit. Well, how long? At least ten days, huh? And after that, she can go. But the servant said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. Let's see what she wants to do. (laughs) And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Will you go with this man? She said, Hot diggity dog. Huh? You better believe I'll go with him. A lot of preaching right there. They're trying to persuade Rebecca to stay around a little while. It's all right to leave after a while, but stay a few days. And the Holy Spirit says, no, now's the day of salvation. Delay must be avoided. And in verse 58, which I just read for you, I noticed that Rebecca went willingly. There are some people who accuse us, and I say us, accuse me of believing that the Holy Spirit puts a hammerlock on a sinner's neck and he doesn't have any choice in it and drags him to Christ and he's kicking his heels and screaming all the way. I want you to know she was ready to go. You don't have to have 15 stanzas of just as I am to get you ready. When the Holy Spirit says it's time to go, you're going to go. And she was willing to go. I think it noteworthy that Rebecca had never seen Isaac. I said she'd never seen him, but she loved him. There's another passage of Scripture in the New Testament. Jot it down. 1 Peter 1.8 Peter is writing about the Lord Jesus Christ and he says this, Whom having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I've read an awful lot. I've read a great amount about this man, Jesus Christ. But I've never seen him. And I tell you something else. You've never seen him. People have tried to stir up controversy about what was the color of his skin. Was it dark? Or was it light? Or was it this? What about the color of his hair? What did he look like? You've never seen him. And don't rest with your own imagination trying to figure it out. But you will see him. But until then, isn't it a strange thing? You love somebody that you've never seen. I love the Lord today. And you love the Lord today. But we've never seen him. In the 61st verse, verse number 61, And Rebekah arose... And her damsel, now if you want to, you can put in the margin of your Bible, her bridesmaids, okay? And Rebekah arose, and her damsel, and they rode upon the camels, and followed the man, and the servant took Rebekah, and went his way. The servant brings the bride to meet the bridegroom. Oh, the anticipation that must have swelled up 
in her heart. Each day, we as believers are brought closer and closer to our dear Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know when he's coming again, but I know this. He's coming again. I believe it's going to be soon. I believe it's going to be very soon. And it ought to cause an anxiety to build up within us. He said, Brother Cozart, in view of the fact of all the things that are happening today that, that I spoke about last Sunday and was so graciously received by our warm congregation last Sunday, hearty, har har, I've been asked time and time again, what hope do we have? I tell you what hope we have. The Lord's coming. And when things happen at the rapid rate they're happening today, my dear friends, it lets me know we're living in the latter days of the last times. That anticipation. And then look at verses 63 through 67. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. Isaac goes out. He goes out into the field to meditate. But you see, one day, the Lord Jesus Christ will step from the right hand of the Father, step out into the clouds to wait for his rising bride. Can you visualize that? The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, but he does not come back to the earth at the rapture. He stops in the clouds, and what's he waiting for? He's waiting for his bride to come out of their graves and join him in the air. Perfect picture here. Isaac goes out, and he meditates. And then verse number 64 And Rebecca lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac. Now, I tell you, folk, I've always been a romantic. (laughs) There's just something about the way God Almighty has arranged for marriage and has arranged for lovers to come together scripturally and legally and the way it should be. It is a beautiful thing to see people who are in love with each other with husbands loving wives and wives loving husbands. That's the way it should be. And Rebecca sees Isaac. Verse 64. Rebecca lifted up her eyes and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. And I know what you're thinking. It doesn't say she lit up a camel. It said she lighted off the camel. She didn't need any more transportation. She was there. She saw him. This speaks of the rapture. I believe there's going to be a rapture. I think the scripture plainly teaches it as much as it teaches the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. What a joy it will be when we hear his shout. And we look up and there he is. Rebecca wanted to know who it was that's waiting for her. She'd never met him before. Look at verse 65, the first part of it. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? 
Who is this one that's there waiting in the heavens to receive us? Who is it? She was asking about his identity. But you know what? We'll not need to ask that. Because we'll know him by the prints of the nails in his hands. Yes, ma'am. Will he have those prints? Yes, ma'am, throughout eternity. Rebecca was told it was Isaac. And what did she do in the latter part of verse 65? The servant said unto her, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. This was an act of humility. There will be no strutting at the ratra. We'll realize our absolute nothingness. The servant told Isaac all that he had done. Look at verse number 66. The servant told Isaac all things that he had done. Even so will the Holy Spirit tell the Son of God all that he's done to bring the bride unto him. And finally in verse 67. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah. She became his wife, and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Now, there are one or two things by simple observation. You may not be interested in this. I certainly was. It speaks of the character of Rebecca. First thing Isaac did was put her in mama's tent. Well, I ain't going. You got to have mama here, and this belongs to mama, and you got to have more of a room for me. I don't want to sleep in mama's tent. Can you just hear that? Now, if you're not talking, it's because you know more than what you're talking about. That happens all the time. How many homes have been separated and destroyed because mama? Hmm? speaks of Rebecca's character. Mama had just died. Sarah had just died. She was 127 years of age when she died. And uh, Abraham was another 10 years older than she was. But Isaac brought her into his mother's tent. And he took Rebecca. She became his wife. Notice the order here. He didn't love her, and then she became his wife. Huh? <laughs> I said, oh, let's just try it out and see if we like it. If we like it, we may then get the justice of the peace in on it. Huh? No. She became his wife, then he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Isaac takes her into the tent. This refers to when we move into heaven. Christ said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. We're going to move into that place one of these days. When Rebecca was asked, would she go? What did she say? I will. 
And if you're here today without Christ, I'm going to tell you something. You've got to say, I will, to Jesus Christ in your heart of hearts to the Lord to be saved. Here comes the bride. And they're still coming. And they will continue to come until the last one is brought in. And that will complete the body of Christ up in heaven. The assembly of the saints up in heaven. That's kind of romantic, isn't it? Don't ever get too old to be romantic. Let's stand, please, for prayer.